Bison, go with Correct. Welcome to the Bison Sports Podcast. Your exclusive look at Oklahoma Baptist Athletics. Hello again, everybody. Welcome to a very special edition of the Bison Sports Podcast. This week, big news coming out of Bison Hill, Oklahoma Baptist University. Namey former Bison Jason Aker as its new head coach, replacing Quinn Woldridge, who resigned to pursue a high school job so he can be with family more and coaches uh, prospect son Michael. Wish Quinn and his family the best. They've been great to work with, but looking forward now. Cassidy to the Jason Aker era. And when folks listen to him here in just a moment, they're going to understand he's got the passion for OBU and for coaching. Absolutely. And I, I really think this is uh, about as much of a home run as you could get with a coaching hire. Uh, he comes in, he's super energized, has a great coaching pedigree that he's coming from. And everything that I've heard so far from him uh, on the from the press conference on Tuesday when he was introduced, uh, to the conversation uh, that everyone, all the listeners are about to hear. He's very, he knows what he wants to do and he has a plan how to do it. And I'm just excited to, uh, for basketball season to come back now. I know the college season just ended. NBA playoffs are about to start, so I'll get my fill for a little bit. But I'm ready to see this team on the court now. Well, I am too. And I think he's coming in at a right time because that transition period is behind us. And I really felt like Quinn and the Bison last year made some big strides. Again, the record doesn't always reflect that. There were a lot of games they were in, could have won, didn't quite finish. But there's some very, very talented young kids coming back on this roster. Absolutely. And, I mean, you look at, obviously, you're losing some big pieces. Uh, some of the seniors are leaving. They're just going to be almost impossible to replace. But that's why you get new guys. Uh, and somebody else is going to step up and fill that role. And uh, the, everyone who's coming back, fantastic players uh, you, you look at what they were able to do like you were saying I think the level of play from two years ago to this previous season was a big step up and this entire program is moving in the right direction and coach Aker is gonna really get a chance to come in and and take advantage of some of that and, and uh, just keep the train rolling uh, and I, I think that people are going to be surprised uh, when they see this team come out and uh, and play with the passion that he's going to be able to get out of him. I'll tell you what I feel, and I know you do, because you put this interview together, very, very fortunate to get Jason even this week because he has really had to hit the ground running from the time that he interviewed here on Monday to the time he accepted the job and was formally introduced through social media and the press conference on Tuesday. And Exactly, and the kind of the TikTok of that was I found out that we were – that there was a coach on campus that was going to be interviewed Monday morning. And that was it. I didn't know a name or anything. It was just kind of, you know, there's a coach getting interviewed. Uh, and that was by Monday afternoon. It had been announced that uh, the new coach is going to be Coach Jason Aker. Tuesday afternoon, we've already got a press conference. So, I mean, that's a very quick turnaround uh, in terms of how many interviews he had to go through and, and – I can't even imagine what his head is doing right now. It's got to be going a thousand different directions. So I'm just ex extremely thankful uh, that he would take time out of this week, especially to come down and sit with us and uh, kind of give it, the fans a chance to get to know him a little bit better. 
because I think once everyone gets a chance to meet Coach Aker, you just you're gonna like him immediately, and, and you know that he is going to to take this program uh, to great heights. By the way, kudos to you and Ray, to Brian and to Dion in rapidly putting together that press conference. That was a great small college press conference. Very well attended. A lot of support for Jason. Uh, just very well done, and kudos to everyone that had a, a part in that because, again, it all came together so very, very quickly. Everybody, I think, now is really excited here on Bison Hill, and you'll have a chance next to see why. As Jason Aker, the new head men's basketball coach at Oklahoma Baptist, joins us next on this special edition of the Bison Sports Podcast. OBU students, are you looking to begin a career in athletics? Well, here's your chance. Get your start in college athletics today by joining the Charge Crew. Help create the game day environment by executing marketing plans, special presentations, and game day promotions for all OBU home athletic events. For more information and an application to sign up, visit obubison.com slash charge crew. Hey fans, need new bison apparel? ShopOBUBison.com is the only place online to purchase officially licensed bison apparel, accessories, and more. Open 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. Visit ShopOBUBison.com today. Hey listeners, this is Rory Taylor, a student at OBU and editor of this podcast. If you like our podcast, you should rate and review us. Just go on iTunes or SoundCloud, give us five stars, and leave us your thoughts. to this special edition of the Bison Sports Podcast. I'm Todd Miller along with Cassidy Fletcher. We talk men's basketball at Oklahoma Baptist University. Since we recorded this week's edition of the Bison Sports Podcast, a lot of news has come down the chute. Quinn Woldridge, of course, announcing his resignation after three seasons here on Monday. And about 48 hours or 24 hours later, we get word Cassidy of a new head men's basketball coach guy that really said all the right things, I thought, and re-energized uh, Bison Nation on Tuesday at his introductory press conference. Um, thankfully, going to get a chance to sit down and have a nice conversation here. and uh, Just really excited seeing the the energy and the, uh, that it just kind of infused into the program. You see the guys out there, uh, they're playing a pickup game a little bit after the introduction, and they all look pumped up. Everybody in the who showed up for the press conference, they seem pretty pumped up. So uh, it's just an exciting time on Bison Hill. New head coach's name is Jason Aker. Of course, he uh, has ties here at Oklahoma Baptist University. Coach, first of all, thank you so much for joining us here on the podcast. And I've got two words for you. Welcome home. Well, thanks for being here. And my first uh, my first reaction is, is between your voice and your expertise doing this. I'm very intimidated this morning being on the air with you. Um, awesome to be here. I apologize for my voice being a little under the radar, but just the last um, few days has been um, it was it ha- everything happened so quick. And the thing that I feel what I shared with our our players, our OBU players, the last few days. You know, normally a coaching transition is a really negative thing for one person or one staff and a really positive thing for another group of men. And what I really um, am very thankful for is, you know, Quinn Woldridge is, I mean, we're not the best of friends, but we come from the same coaching tree of Coach Hoffman and Coach Davenport. And 
have a lot of the same friends and me and him have stayed in touch over the years is that he um, is going to do mm-hmm. what it is that he wants to do um, with the next phase of his career. And me and my wife are elated to be doing what we're doing next, which is being here. And, you know, it just – it out of all the transitions I've been through as a coach and as a player is that it never works out that way. It's always, it's, there's so many different things that go on in college coaching. So I, I've, first of all, feel great about that. And I feel great about um, some of the young men that are in the program already, that they've been around um, a person of that quality and a person that values the things that we're going to continue to value at OBU, which is, uh, character and finding the right fit and so um, we have a lot of work to do but um, as far as the roster and as far as moving forward but that would have been the case whether there was a coaching change or not is that this is a time of year in division two where you're trying to shore things up it's a little different than division one the timeline of putting together putting together your roster but um, the thing that makes it a little different is my family's back in Georgia now and I'm living in a hotel. And so it creates more of a whirlwind, um, feeling than what it really is when this part dies down. But, um, that's a long winded hello, but, um, I am, um, elated to be the new head coach here and, and hope I do a good job. Okay, Jason, as best you can recall over the last seven days, because so much has happened and you haven't slept, I'm sure, and you battled illness and all this, making this transition, but what's been the timeline for you in terms of when this job became available, when you started to think about coming back to Shawnee, when you actually came here for that whirlwind interview, I guess, on Monday and then introduced on Tuesday? Well, I just looked at my phone and today is Friday. Um, I did not know that until, so we're at Friday. I uh, I got a text message or a message on my phone. Maybe it was through Facebook um, during the Final Four um, about um, two or three opportunities or two or three things that were happening. And so my wheels started to turn about um, just getting ready for um, an opportunity. And so I kind of started to put my thoughts together then um, and then – when I spoke with uh, Coach Davenport, um, you know, it was within 48 hours of me then being on campus. So I thinking like as we're brainstorming right here and looking back, I was on campus on Monday. Do you think that was right? Yep. Is it, and so the press conference was Tuesday. Tuesday. So it was the weekend. So it was a couple of days. I flew out Sunday night. So, um, yeah, I wish I was a little better with uh, my timeline with all that, but it's definitely... But the bottom line is this came together very, very quickly. It did. It did, but with where um, I was at with everything is that I had actually sat down uh, with my wife and with Coach Hoffman. He's the former, uh, one of the former head coaches at OBU. He's currently my, was my boss at Mercer and several other mentors, um, including the head coach at Oklahoma State. Um, Mike Boyton, um, I had sat down with several people last fall and told them that I wanted to pursue finding a good fit um, at the Division II level. I just been, have been really attracted to um, being a head coach at this level, starting my career um, in an opportunity. So from that point forward, I already had some thoughts, but all year I've been um, 
putting things together. I've been, you know, even like the way that I approach practice or games or recruiting, I was always making notes. Um, not that I knew that I was going to be able to get a job because your job, my job, any jobs out there, you know, they're hard to get. Um, and then Kyle, the college basketball coaching community is, I mean, everyone, there's a lot of people involved, but it was a whirlwind from the standpoint of getting all the way out to Oklahoma and my wife getting her brain around everything. But as far as the preparation behind it and um, how I want to do things, or I, I was ready for that part. I got the impression during your introductory press conference on Tuesday, Jason, that you've almost been sympathetic to the players here because you've been through coaching transitions both as a player and an assistant coach. Is that true in the way that you've you've met and tried to reassure this group of players that everything's going to be okay? I, I've seen um, from college, um, when I was in college and I shared that at the press conferences, I had it went through a coaching transition um, when I was a freshman. And then when I went to Abilene at Hardin-Simmons, I was there for a year and we had a coaching transition. So I went through it three times as a player um, played for way too many head coaches. And then my first year in college coaching at Texas Pan Am, I went down there. Coach Hoffman resigned from there, coaching transition. Um, and then when I was out at Liberty University, we went through it three times. So I've seen it handled the right way. I've seen it handled the wrong way. Um, I've seen it handled in a way that the coach thought was best. But in all of any transition, what I shared at uh, the press conferences that as a young person, I didn't really understand it and I, I took it personal. But then when that became my livelihood, I completely understood the coaching transition here at OBU more like from a cerebral standpoint of, yeah, that makes sense. I was not treated wrongly, but you know, when you're young and you're from Altus, Oklahoma and you're a freshman at OBU and you know, a new coach comes in and you're not into his plans, you know, you take it way more personal than what it really is when the reality is is that myself or the transitions that I've been through in college basketball, even the transition that we've seen at um, University of Oklahoma with Coach Kruger or Coach Boyton taking over as an assistant, I mean, transitions are hard. You know, there's people that get um, – included that wouldn't have ended up at that school and there's people that are at that school that end up not being at that school because that coach that comes in the majority of coaches in college basketball are pretty good guys and that's certainly been the case of all the coaches that we've had over the years at OBU is that it's just transitions are hard I think they're tra I think transitions are hard for um, if you guys were to sit here we could probably do a whole other podcast on how hard the transition was from NEIA to Division Two, And then my wife has been involved. She's a associate commissioner in the Atlantic Sun. They have several schools transitioning from Division Two to Division One. That transition's hard. My transition from moving from Macon to Shawnee will be hard. And so what I tried to um, communicate was the feelings that I had as a 19-year-old, I was being genuine with that, and I can relate to that with our players now. But those were just the feelings that I had as an adult. I don't have those feelings about that, but I was only trying to express that I, I was naive and I didn't know any better. So I was thinking that it was personal towards me and it, it certainly was not.
You were talking about your wife, associate commissioner of a Division One conference. That's a unique situation, isn't it? I mean, an associate commissioner following a basketball coach around the country to finally get, get a dream opportunity for you. Well, everyone that uh, meets Meredith, any couple that we go to dinner with, any friend, friends that we have, you know, we've worked at uh, Liberty University together. That's where we met. She was the uh, senior women administrator there when I um, took a job there from the University of Oklahoma. She worked at Mercer. Anybody that is around us, she's her career and her, she's just way better than me at every area. But for whatever reason, um, she's always wanted us to follow my career and myself included, including my family and all of our friends. We always try to talk her out of it. And uh, she will not budge with that. And so God bless her for that. That's a huge mistake on her part. (laughs) And uh, we could be, who knows, we could be at the moon right now if we had followed her. She really, when the people here get to know her, they will all have the same feelings as she's more talented than me. She's certainly better looking. She was a Division One athlete. She was actually the MVP of the Big South Conference in softball. She's been offered jobs at the ACC. She could be an athletic director. To use a football term, you've outkicked your coverage <laughs> there, right? Isn't that right? Yeah, we, well, are the former AD at uh, Liberty University used to always say that so much at every press conference, so I'm not going to say that just because I have always <laughs> sworn that I would never say that. But, yeah, that that is exactly what happened. I tried. I tried to get him to say it, Cassidy. <laughs> Uh, Coach, what's something that, as fans and uh, maybe as students who are listening to this podcast, what's something that you would like them to know about you uh, personally that uh, that maybe they don't know uh, and they won't get a chance to know uh, unless they really get a, ch- a chance to sit down with you? Well, the first thing that I would like for them to get to know is that my wife and I are going to be here and are – Looking forward to just being a part of the OBU community, and we just want to be a part of all those people that are here. And that personally, I know what it's like to um, live in the Brotherhood dorm, to walk to the cafeteria, to want to go at times get something other than the cafeteria at OBU, um, to do the different things and to be a student here. Um, I'm an Oklahoma kid. I signed with OBU. Um, Things have changed here with the facilities and with the different buildings, like across the street, like that's all new. But, you know, driving into Shawnee, although my wife asked if it really was that flat in Oklahoma out here, I'm very comfortable here, and I'm, I'm one of them. And the only reason why I've been gone as long as I have from Oklahoma and I didn't stay, um, at OBU longer than a year is that it was a wide range of things that happened, but this is, I'm no different than they are and I'm going to coach the basketball team. And, but I hope I'm able to get to know them, not from a speaking standpoint of, or being the basketball coach, but just being able to hang out and talk to people. New OBU men's basketball coach, Jason Aker, our guest here on this special edition of the Bison Sports Podcast. I've got three questions for you. One of which I was very impressed. You've already done a lot of homework in a short period of time from knowing that this job might be available to you to the press conference on Tuesday about your roster. Record maybe not what it would, a lot of people would have liked the last couple of years, but it's not because there's not talent there. I mean, you were very impressed with what you saw. Well, 
OBU has gone through that transition, which is really hard from NEI to Division Two, And so as I did my research and talked with um, Coach Davenport and the people here, um, is that it was made very clear to me through all the people that I met with that um, and from the things that I saw on film and the statistics that I saw that OBU was on the right track and they were improving and they were getting past the transition. Um, and then some of the younger kids that are in the program, um, they're kids that fit OBU, they're kids that we can build around. Um, and so the next step, um, whether there was a coaching change or not, is just to now that we got the transition behind us, we need to add to that young core that we have, um, put some more talent around them like they were planning to do regardless, and then to keep going making our way up the conference as far as the winning and losing. But, um, you know, what was what's so important to me, which was important to OBU, to the coaches that were here prior, is that we continue to bring people here that are a good fit for OBU, which is they realize the whole purpose of the school is we want to be excellent in the academics, we want to be excellent on the court, but we also want to have an appreciation we also want to have um just a demeanor of wanting to grow in our faith and knowing that we're not perfect but that part of obu is the whole purpose of the school and so for us to mess with that in any other way than to find people that are attracted to that um it's what i always enjoyed all those years um being in charge of the recruiting at liberty is that what you're going around the country and selling is what where the kind of family I'm from, what I believe in with my faith. And so you don't have to, you're not just selling a random school. So for me, it's like I have my faith part of my life that I believe in. And then I have my own natural um, history with my family and myself and the people that are close to my life. I mean, the president at uh, Mercer University is an OBU guy. My boss is an OBU grad, him and his wife. My boss now at OBU who as a close friend of mine throughout all these years, he's an OBU guy, um, my dad. And so like that part, OBU will be easy for me to sell in a genuine way. You're talking about recruiting. I asked you before we came on, I'm like all freaked out. Oh my gosh, we just got this new coach and it's national signing day. And are we behind? You said, pump the brakes, man. We're not behind. You don't want to get caught in that trap of actually thinking as a head coach or an assistant and being charged of recruiting that you're ever behind the clock. Well, the timeline of um, the recruiting calendar and kids making decision is the first wave of the spring is kids are trying to figure out if they're going to go to Mercer or they're going to go to OU or they're going to go to Liberty University or Oklahoma State. And then as those kids get sorted out, the Division II um, just timeline for kids is delayed a little bit. So... We're not behind in recruiting. Recruiting is something you think about um, every single day um, of that's your livelihood as a Division One assistant. Um, we feel really good about that part, but I think the biggest mistake we could make is, you know, I have, I don't know, 100 people on my phone right now that are wanting me to sign their kid and their friends of mine today. And I think the biggest mistake we could make right now is to, not give the time, care, and attention 
that the players here deserve that are currently in the program. That's our number one priority. And then to take our time with who we add. Um, and there are a ton of people that fit OBU who are talented enough to help us to where we want to make decisions that are not based around um, us just being able to have practice and feel like we can put a signee on the website, but someone that we can live that decision out for the next two and three years because we have a young core of some younger kids in the program that we already discussed. And so who we add to that group, it's bigger than um, their talent or it's bigger than if they can score a little bit. We want all of that to complement one another. So I'm going to err on the side in the transition of slowing down um, and making good decisions and talking it through and thinking it through. So we have plenty of good options and ideas, but uh, I don't feel like we're behind. I feel like I'm behind with um, getting back with my wife at times on the phone because of everyone that called me. I feel like I'm behind with finding a place to live or, you know, when I get to go to lunch. But as far as recruiting goes, I feel very comfortable with that. First time as a head coach, you've taken from a lot of different great basketball minds. What kind of style of play can OBU fans expect from your team? Well, the short answer to that is um, a winning style. You know, all the, all, the, answer. all the people that I have talked to is, whether it's some people in the recruiting world, is the biggest knock against you getting a head coaching job the biggest knock against us as we get down with some of the players that we want in recruiting is what's going to get thrown my way is, well, he's never been a head coach in the hiring process or in the recruiting of, you know, well, we've been a head coach. Well, we're fixing to find that out to see um, if that is a strength or a weakness and if I'm prepared to have that role. And I, I'm looking forward to that. But as far as the style of play, the first, the first uh, characteristic that we will have um, is, the, is the effort that we give. Um, the things that we're working on the last three days with our team is that I told them that we're not going to go over any of that, that we're going to work on um, how we listen. We're going to work on going full speed and our max level, even if we're on the court for 20 minutes. We're going to work on being a good teammate and encouraging one another. Um, and so we're going to keep it very simple. Um, style of play, obviously, I've been uh, on the offensive side of the ball the last however many years with Coach Hoffman, who's great with that. I will definitely take some things um, that we've been doing offensively from there. And then defensively, um, you know, that's that will be the biggest point of emphasis, the defense and the toughness, is we'll play some man-to-man um, and then we'll mix in, um, you know, we, we won't be Tony Bennett and playing 40 minutes of man, um, but we'll be a man-to-man, um, hard-nosed um, team that focuses on the very basic things. But the, what I'm looking forward to is is the thing as a longtime assistant, you can't control people that make decisions that when you get in the hiring process of, well, there's always going to be head coaches that have done it before that have applied for these jobs, and they will always outdo you in the resume in that way. And so you can never be a head coach unless someone gives you that opportunity. So now that I have that opportunity, all the folks out there, whether it's in recruiting or competitors or teams in our league, 
is that we're about to find out. Last question, because I know you got to run. I know you're awful excited to be here. Who's more excited about you being here, Jason or your dad, Alan? Uh, my dad is twice as excited um, for me to be here. You know, we haven't, we've stayed in touch and I've been on the East Coast for a long time. But, you know, my dad was in college coaching for a brief time. His OBU coach went to Texas Tech, Bob Bass, and he followed Coach Bass to Texas Tech. But Texas Tech, or Bob Bass, went into the professional basketball. So my dad ended up getting out of basketball at a very young age, and he ended up being in the business world for the rest of his career. So my brother ended up following in his footsteps and getting hired by Edward Jones, and so they talk every single day. And they have this relationship where my dad's able to help him and give him advice. I, uh, Whenever I need advice over the last 15 years, I call my mom. <laughs> and uh, my dad will, uh, I mean, me and my dad, I always, you know, the love that he has for me. And But, you know, my dad and I really don't have the day-to-day relationship of that I have with everyone else because he'll come to some of the games. But I think what he's looking forward to the most is because this is his school, because of the pride that he has in his experience here, and because of my role changing from being an assistant coach to a head coach, I think the thing that he's looking forward to and the thing that will be really special to me is that we'll be able to reconnect in that way to where he'll be able to help, whether it's um, playing golf with people or whether it's um, carrying that banner of OBU or helping us um, raise some money or um, season tickets. Like he, he now feels like as a father, he's in a position um, where me and him can, you know, have more of a day-to-day relationship. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. He hasn't said this to me, but it wouldn't surprise me if I we popped up here um, in a year or two and I kept seeing him at practice and he all of a sudden they bought a house here, you know, like he's that excited about it so I'm excited I've waited for this opportunity for a long time but my um, dad is I mean it's it's not even comparable um, his excitement to mine appreciate the comments thank you for working us in Uh, I'm looking forward to working with you Jason I think you're gonna be a great hire here well thanks for having me I hope that um, we end up having a team on the court um, the next several years that not only um, will play well and will win, um, but that people in the community and on the campus will know that our our players are no different, um, you know, than the kids that are currently in the program. The kids that are currently in the program, what I'm finding out is that they don't view themselves, well, I'm a basketball player, I am this or that, or I'm just here. Like the players, what's impressive about the players that are in the program is that they're here at OBU basketball is something that they do and they're easy the more that people in the community or the school get to know them they're very easy kids to get behind in my opinion and so I think the trick for us is to get more of those type of people and then for more people in the community to get to know those kids see you down the road Jason Aker, the new OBU men's basketball coach with us on a special edition of the Bison Sports Podcast We'll be back to wrap it up in just a moment.
Fans, stay up to date on the latest at OBU Sports. Follow Oklahoma Baptist University Athletics on Facebook at OBU Bison and on Twitter and Instagram at OBU underscore athletics. OBUBison.com, the official website of OBU Athletics. Get the latest news on all of your favorite bison sports and listen to the live streams on OBUBison.com. to wrap up the special edition of the Bison Sports Podcast. Again, a big thank you to new men's basketball coach Jason Aker here at Oklahoma Baptist for sitting down, taking some time during a very, very busy week to visit with Cassidy. Now, Cassidy, this is a special edition that doesn't replace next week. We'll be back around Wednesday with a fresh new program for all of our listeners. That's right. Uh, we just wanted to you know, get with Coach Aker as soon as we could, uh, have a chance for anyone who's listening, anyone who might be curious uh, to to hear more of a one-on-one interview with him. Uh, I, I thought it was very, uh, he was very candid and everything that uh, he said moving forward with this program, I, I think people are really going to resonate with that. But uh, this is a bonus episode. It's just in addition to the normal pod. So uh, this will just drop in your feed and wherever you might be listening to it right now. We, we just appreciate the fact that uh, this audience continues to grow for the podcast and uh, just thankful for uh, everyone who's had an opportunity to listen, all the guests that we've had. And then Todd, most thankful for you for uh, undergoing this endeavor with us. And uh, I think this first special episode uh, bonus pod that we're doing, this could be the first of several that we may do. So Kind of just be on the lookout for more of this stuff. Again, we'll be back in your in your feed on Wednesday like normal, uh, but a little bit of a of a bonus this week. This is special edition of the Bison Sports Podcast and all editions of the Bison Sports Podcast is a presentation of OBU's athletic department in conjunction with the Department of Athletic Communications. For Rory, for Cassidy, I'm Todd Miller. We'll see you again next week on our regularly scheduled episode of the Bison Sports Podcast. <laughs>